OTB Sports Rugby. Some of the hype around Jack Crowley has been premature. He's played pretty well, but having him as the second coming of Christ seems to be a little bit aggressive. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. The News Round on Off The Ball with Gillette. Start your day in flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. This is News Talk. Welcome, everybody. Tuesday evening, we are coming at you. So this hour, we are going to talk tennis with Molly McElwee. Very interesting piece on the uh, mass exodus in the women's division, uh, top-level tennis. Molly has been writing about that. That is on the way. We will have a slight tangent between eight and nine. Myself, Arthur, Michael and Will will natter on about various things. Kenny Cunningham is in studio, is the uh, redemptive news though, 53106. We are at Off The Ball on Twitter. Kenny, hello. It's a good word that. What, what type of, what, how did you describe it? Redemptive. Redemptive. After Arthur, Michael, Will and I simply talk without much of a plan, which is what <laughs> a slight tangent is, that's our eight to nine hour. It's important to have some gravitas in the studio. Gotcha. Richie McCormick also with us. Further redemption. Hello, Richie. Uh, oh, that's doubtful, Joe, but thank you very much for that. Even Kenny? All right, I can barely see you there, Richie. Not on the big screen tonight. He's straight ahead oh, of you there, Kenny. Oh, yeah. sorry. And that, that's not a big screen. Oh, there. All right. That's you. Right. <laughs> gotcha now, Richie. Gotcha. Richie, Kenny and I have already recorded good oh, proportion Lord. of the football show. Okay. There is some good stuff in this. Yeah. Boy, did we go off in one. So uh, low bar, Rich. We started a really low the bar. Puff, to see. The, there is the, the puff mutual, of the cheeks there, Kenny. Mutual, yeah, mutual disgust that we all mm-hmm. last night sat down and thought documentary on Liam Brady's career. I'm looking forward to this. And then for some reason, Denzel Washington movie was on. <laughs> we don't know what happened. The Phantom Liam Brady documentary, which we we're all looking forward to. Kenny, it's uh, cleared the schedule. Uh, me, likewise, didn't seem to appear. That was one uh, talking point. Stephen Carr at his peak as good as any right back in the world and then my favourite line from the era which is on the way I'm not going to give too much context but according to Kenny Ashley Cole do me a (laughs) favour in terms terms of comparison in terms of comparison Rich with um, it was Dennis uh, Dennis here and that one comes up every so often doesn't it the best uh, the best team or whatever the last 20 to toward the years in England etc etc seems to be um yeah, a consensus amongst the uh, uh, broadcasting fraternity in the UK that actually Cole, it's not even a conversation. No, chalk uh, him in, move on. To be had, yeah. So. Do me a favour, said Kenny. Well, funnily enough, um, sorry, Rich, um, just labouring the point, just popped into my head there. I think uh, for, uh, Roy done a thing with Patrick Vieira a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember it. You they, did, yeah. yeah they sat ITV. down in student and they picked their the best team from that era Manchester United and Arsenal didn't they and that was clearly a bone of contention the left back position and Roy was obviously for well not for obvious reasons for the reasons probably that I said just wasn't wasn't entertaining the argument I think that was the one position they had to agree to disagree Yeah, neither would back down because Vieira equally and it shows we're all biased Vieira equally was like oh Roy be serious yeah, but I find that hard because I'm not one of these rich who's like I had an Ireland jersey on he has to be the best Irish player of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can kind of park that to an extent and just kind of dissect. But I don't know how you feel about it, the two of them. But for, I'm not saying I'm not talking down Ashley Carl, totally overrated. He played at a very high level. He was a wonderful uh, left back. But at, at their peak, at their best for me, Dennis was always the better, the, the most all-rounded player um, defensively and offensively, I think. I think he was kind of head and shoulders and that's not being too disrespectful to Cole but 
It was as easy for me. I think, for want of a better term, and with all due respect to Dennis, he's not the sexiest of players. Um, and his profile is completely hemmed in by the 90s. So we're getting further and further away from that, obviously. So I think if you don't have a massive media profile, and Ashley Cole has kind of retained that through one reason or another, you get to keep your prominence in people's minds when they're picking these kind of teams. But Dennis here, like, there's an argument to be made that he could probably be as good a right back as he was a left back. And he played there often enough uh, at international level and for Manchester United and for Oldham and for Leeds uh, before that. Like, it, he's, he's an incredible footballer and, and one of just remarkable consistency. And that's not something that should be taken lightly, but, but often That's the is. definition of a top-class, yeah. world-class player, yeah. Richie, isn't it? Like 100%. a high level of consistency. And this, this lad wasn't playing, like play championship football, they gave him before he got the move. But this high level of consistency came at the, probably the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest uh, club in the world, competing for the, the big titles year in, year out. Yeah. So, I mean, th- that's what we're talking about. Don't remember him but ever and, and, being and in trouble and or skinned in a game, do you? Yeah. And at a crucial point. Erwin, no, like, oh, someone get him off, John O'Shea, Ronaldo no. style. I don't remember him a, ever having a day like that. Well, Mick McCarthy won told him he had to prove himself to him so that's another thing uh, but like he's the guy at a crucial period in, in Alex Ferguson's career like Ferguson has just saved his own career at Manchester United and one of his main signings in that summer is to go out and get Dennis Irwin uh, to bolster his defence like it's he's just he's up there he really is up there like it shows you the faith that a top level manager had in such a player like him and to keep him there for the guts of a decade which he did uh, pretty much unchallenged uh, there were the odds player to come and go which kind of tested him but he was better than them all and there is a very solid argument to be made that he is indeed uh, better than Ashley Cole oh yeah do you like Richie's slide dig at Mick there as well Kenny yeah, I know. I let that one go. Didn't I saw I, that. I, 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 I saw the, in, the, yeah. the face. I saw, I saw. Hang on. Was it a dig? Yeah. I, a yeah, dig, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. I can't. Now let's leave. Let's skip over it. <laughs> Where is this Liam Brady documentary gone? That's a. Oh, it's got to be coming. It's got it? to be coming. Has it, has it been aired before? Is that the thing? Because that no, ends up watching. No, this is that new. ends up watching the film has been aired before. No, that was a sixth time. Was it not on last night? Meant to be. It was scheduled. It was. That's what. This is the big. This is the whole. This is the. Conversation, like I, like I was so confused. I was parked on the sofa, waiting for it to come on, and yeah. and uh, Film came Denzel on. came on, and the train carriage started out. I even hung on for RT plus one. I was saying to make sure I had missed it, and Denzel was hanging out there as well. So I don't know. It's a good move. I do like that mm. equaliser. I'd have to say. How often have you watched those equal? Rich, how often no. have you watched those equaliser movies? Is first this like? Is it first one's far better than the second? Don't get me wrong. Have you seen them both, Joe? You haven't, have you? I haven't. Wouldn't right, be my cup Rich, right, I'm going to redirect towards yeah, you. On. Both the Equalizer movies, have you seen them? No. You haven't? No. See, I'm, more, I'm more familiar with the, what was it, there used to be a TV show, The Equalizer, that would be on really oh, late. Oh, that was back in the 80s. Without, no, yeah. Denzel, Denzel watching The Equalizer now. Without knowing much about it, I just oh, presume it's generic, generic action no. movie, three out of five, no? No, do you know what? I, I just feel, it came maybe I'm a few years I'm getting a nod from to... Pete there. Pete, no. that's exactly what it no. is. Generic, no, he... three star, uh, no, brain dead action movie. Brain dead. Forced Equalizer movie. Turn off your brain. No. Really good watch. Really good watch. What's that, Pete? One-dimensional characters? I hear what you're saying. One-dimensional characters? Are you telling me they're not? Well, like Rocky wasn't a one-dimensional character. You're not having Rocky. You're not having Rocky either, no? You had to change in Rocky Four. Come on. Jeez. People change. John Wayne was he a one-dimensional character? Was he? Pete. Well, the fact that you're Why saying. Why are we referencing Pete anyway? As if he's the. He's the <laughs> arbiter. Dalai Lama. Good, like, what, what? Good taste. The fact that you said John Wayne as opposed to any of his characters would suggest they were all fairly <laughs> one-note, Kenny. <laughs> I'm standing by what I said, the equaliser. So you like Jack Reacher and all that business, do you? Uh, no, I've read, a bo- I've read a few of them books. Easy read. I'll give you that. No, I take your point to an extent, but I like that equaliser. That's, uh, 
You're underselling that, Pete. <laughs> Uh, Equaliser 53106 let us know please is it worth Richie and I sacrificing two hours of our valuable valuable like time Russian mob like. the Russian mob in there is it the, the Irish Ma- Irish Ma- the Irish Mafia as well do you know what Kenny do you know what you'd like do you know what you'd like I just finished watching the second series of it they put the two series back to back on Apple TV uh, Slow Horses oh yeah a minute uh, Rich a minute Rich uh, you, you know, it's very good isn't it very good, good, yeah. Just jumped from White Lotus to Slow Horses. You, Out of the Loop on a Netflix stock the whole show, oh, yeah. last couple of years, yeah. White Lotus? Yeah, I've just, I've checked out. Your street. Yeah. That would be up your street as well. Funny enough. And you'd like this, espionage, Gary Oldman, the whole smear. No, no. So I'm going to throw something back at you, right? Funny enough, only because I thought of, um, Rich, I think we've spoken about it before, possibly not, yeah. uh, Joe. We were talking about Graham Potter earlier the Chelsea manager well, we were meant to what popped we into my head oh we weren't we were meant to be talking we about, went off yeah. on a massive tangent Man, honestly yeah. <laughs> Kenny we've been this, here we've been here Kenny Rich, we've been here we did, Rich we, we knows. did a countdown of favourite potters Rich we knows a countdown of favourite potters when I was presenting one night Brian Potter uh, Beatrix was in there Brian Potter was in there Maureen uh, was also on the list so too. forget about the equaliser so let, forget about the equaliser we're going to recommend anything for anybody to watch in the new year <laughs> make one Phoenix Knight did Harry make the series list series one Phoenix Knight, <laughs> Peter K, Brian Potter. 100%. That's yeah. my recommendation. Oh, no. Anybody, any age group, have a look at it and come mm. back to me and tell you me know, you don't find that Do you know what I was watching recently? Uh, the Patient with Donald Gleeson and Steve Carell. Right. Quite interesting. Donald Gleeson plays a very troubled, creepy patient of Steve Carell, who's a psychologist. I won't give much more away than that. And it's just 10, 25-minute pieces. Right. Basically, it's just a, a, a two-person... Dialogue. Know, another, yeah, but it's, it's very intense and it's excellent. I was just thinking, Steve Carell must be about the most underrated talent in Hollywood, given that he can play deadly serious dramatic roles like this, like The Morning Show, Morning Show like yeah. uh, Foxcatcher, Watch It Over Christmas. And yet on the US office, like we're talking genius. Have you watched the US office? Oh, I think it's rubbish. Oh, I've, I've watched about one or two episodes. No, I'm not having it. Oh. Thanks for coming in, Kenny. We're no, going. no, nowhere Tell near. Oh, no, that's a shocking take. Re- no, it's not. It's not. I'm not having it at all. I've just made up my mind about the equaliser. I can tell you that much. If that's you were saying that's head and shoulders <laughs> above the original, the, uh, the Office. It's which different. Is your face. They're on a par, but it's really, really good. It's a different oh, type no, of humour. No. I might have to get back. For, no, I couldn't. I couldn't stomach it when I first watched it. Oh, Kenny, I've got to send you a couple of choice episodes, and you'll, you'll just you'll recognise the genius. You'll genuflect at the altar of Steve Carell, the greatest all round talent in Hollywood. Honestly. Oh, but that character, that character from the Office. I mean. I, I can't I just no I couldn't he's, he's meant to make you squirm a little bit like it's there is that <laughs> to it you know <laughs> what would you have the uh, Richie Gervais did after the office Rich no that, that series extras extras yeah 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 class timeless did you like Afterlife on Netflix oh very good uh, although overrated. the second one a bit overrated was a little bit um, crossed the line a little bit I thought that some of the language too much bit too much language for me in the second one uh, put me off a little really? bit yeah. Kenny, you spent 20 years in football dressing room. <laughs> Getting called most of those names, you're right. But even still, <laughs> no, it was a little bit, that language was a little bit too over the top, a bit unnecessary, I thought. Don't need I, to work so blue. I liked the uh, I liked the series, yeah, but just, that was a little bit too much, but OTT. Uh, James Fitz and Tralee, are you lads talking about how underrated Dennis Irwin was again? See, we talk about this. <laughs> this oh, we do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. It's a bit of the Paul Scholes. He's so over, underrated. So instead, we're going to talk about Phoenix, how underrated Phoenix Knights is just bringing it back to me certainly hasn't been watched enough uh, James you Fitz haven't says, watched it have you Joe yeah I've watched a lot of it you have watched yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, it yeah yeah and it's quality I'm, I'm totally with you alright oh, right. James Fitz uh, you see Peter Kay's back on the circuit now 
Yes. He's the life of performances, yeah. Uh, James Fitztrilly, possibly the most overrated, underrated player of all time, Dennis. Look, he definitely gets his credit here, but he doesn't across the Irish Sea. He's definitely underrated across it's the Irish given. Sea. It's a given. There's no point in even rate. It's a given. Yeah. It's a given. Uh, Ferguson said Erwin is best ever signing. Bernard Leash. I feel like Ferguson has said this about a lot of players, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's like, like when Pele used Erwin. to go from country to country. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when Pele said Nicky Bolt was the best player in the world in 2002? Phil Neville. But Pe- Phil yeah. Neville's Pele at the mid. Pele, whatever country he'd go to, would say, oh, they're coming for, I can see these winning the World Cup in 10 years' time. Mm. Like, no matter where he was, he could be in Guinea-Bissau, he could be in Croatia, he could be in Canada. They're definitely going to win the World Cup in 10 years' time. I can definitely see it. Uh, Owen says, Steve Finnan was as good as Ashley Cole. Erwin was on a whole other level. Players like Maldini, Zanetti, says Owen. Oh, Maldini now. There you go. Well, you said Stephen Carr at his best, at his yeah. peak. I'm with you. Yeah, I was up there, yeah. Mind-blowingly good. Yeah, Maldini's there. Isn't he? What were Stephen Carr's injury issues? Or was it a range of things? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I'm not, not, I can't, can't really remember now, to be honest with you. Wasn't Newcastle, you had a, quite a few wins up in Newcastle, wasn't it? It wasn't one catastrophic no, injury. No, no, it wasn't. It was like, yeah, just kind inches. of a yeah, bad luck. I'm with Kenny, says Texter. Equaliser, top class. There An- you go. Anonymous. Yeah, I don't like that, Pete. It's really wrangled with me, that. Almost like a, <laughs> a bit of arrogance to that. I don't... I just think... It's a little bit tried and tested, I give you. But some of the greatest movies, surely, are that kind of tried and tested formula. I know, but do we need another equaliser? A bit formulaic. Do you like Fast and Furious? Six. Ah, No, we'll be mad on them now. Okay. Does equaliser a bit more about it than that, I hope? Yeah, ah, yeah. Okay. Force force one, Joe. Get on it. Get back to me. Um, I really hope this Liam Brady doc is shown, though, because I I remember they they were, were making it and there were shots of Brady going back to one of the clubs he played at in Italy and he got a wonderful welcome. It was obviously like as part of the documentary let's go back and wave to the fans kind of a thing. Yeah. So it definitely has been made and it was in the schedule. I don't know what happened there. We'll have to dig out the answer. Because Liam actually again we've got, we've got Liam on, referenced yeah. that on the World Cup didn't he? I was watching uh, one of the games he was, he was on uh, post match. they were talking about their favourite World Cup goals and Liam referenced the Tardelli goal in the 82 World Cup final which was, okay, fair enough. But the, the, the story behind it was very interesting because uh, Liam had just signed for Juventus that season that they won, the, the Italians went on to win the World Cup. So a lot of the, the nucleus of that Italian squad which won the World Cup were at Juventus were his kind of okay. teammates and he was kind of very close to them. So, yeah, he was kind of engaged in that in, in terms of that Italian win. He was delighted for the lads and obviously didn't feel part of it, but it yeah. kind of had a bigger effect on him. So that was very interesting. That, that Again, that's just another little way in in terms of... Because, Rich, half the reason we got onto that, uh, we started talking about Zidane and then Irish players come... I can't remember. Anyway, we got to a point where one of the reasons we were very keen to see the Brady documentary is, and I suspect you're in this boat as well, because Kenny and I certainly are, is with Brady, I've got about 10, 15 of his goals in my head, club and country. But in terms of like seeing his effect on a game across 90 minutes very routinely... That footage isn't there. I certainly haven't seen enough of him in Italy, which was obviously best league in the world at that time. So I think it's a documentary that needed to be made. So I just hope there's lots of footage in it. Rich, it doesn't fit as strongly as you, He's John. gone. <laughs> it's just jumped ship there. It's just disappeared, actually. Yeah, fully gone. Richard, I just had Richard just may have changed the record, Joe, before he went off our screens there. It but he's really unique. I think the point was he's a, a unique in terms of his career, that's the point we we're making, Joe. An Irish it? point of view. Yeah, from yeah, an Irish yeah. point of view, in terms of the success at Arsenal, then the jump to Italy at that time, the amount of success and the longevity of his career over there, you know, it's yeah, not com- yeah. it's not comparable, is it, in terms of any other Irish player that I'm aware of, and even kind of British players of uh, of that time. Uh, Jimmy went. Graves, Rush went, but had a 
said it was like a different didn't country. Didn't have a great time. Yeah, didn't have a particularly good time. Didn't no, no, he bounce back? It's tougher to go then. Yeah. So somebody says, lads, I saw the uh, famous Mark Robbins goal that saved Fergie's job just the other day. Must have been an anniversary or something. I had never noticed the pass by Mark Hughes before. Jesus Christ, it was absolutely delicious. Outside of the foot, curled around both centre-backs. What a player, Sparky. Oh, he's a bull. Did you play against him? Yeah, yeah. Oh Strong man. Yeah, another one I just couldn't. Big arse. Just had to take a big step back away from. Just another one of them. I just had to take. You had to take a step back. You couldn't physically. I couldn't engage with him. So it was a case of just letting him have it, and then just wait for your opportunity. Just try a little toe poke, a little intercept. So strong. And God rest him. Uh, Viali was the uh, was the same. Strong as it's well. Physical. Yeah. yeah. Not the quickest over you, but back to goal. Joe, when he when he put his arms out, forget it. You know, you could really feel his strength when he kind of banged it, you know, with his arms. Right. You know, sometimes you think, whoa, forget it. Yeah. You know, you think there's no point. Because I would think of Hughes and Viali and they have that, that similar glutes, backside, ties. Yeah, just. lower body, yeah, lower body uh, strength, yeah. Have you lost a lot of weight since you played, by the way? Because looking at you now, I'd say you're, you'd be too slight to compete with that. Were you, are you more on I you? I couldn't. No, I couldn't compete with it. I never could, to be honest with you. Were you heavier as a footballer than you are now? No, probably about this. There's not much in it. Jeez, Maybe a couple of pounds more. But you're very slight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I couldn't compete with that kind of physical, that kind of upper body strength. So you have to find a different solution for me. Anyway, you know, you got to be clever. You got to yeah, anticipate things. You got to small little interceptions or anticipate where their next yeah. next touch is going. Don't let them fail. You know that type of thing because like I'd, I'd say now, if we were doing some media former footballer charity match I'd stick McCormick there up on, up top on you and say Richie <laughs> dominate Penham. dominate and bully him bully him he won't you like do. it he won't like it <laughs> <laughs> right we should uh, we should push on the news round as ever is with thanks to Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day uh, Richie I'll let you blitz through a few because naturally <laughs> is he back he's back yeah no he's back he's back he's back, I'm back in, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll let you blitz through a few stories Rich to get the ball rolling Cool, yeah. Munster assistant coach Dennis Leamy has poured cold water on links with Springbok hooker Malcolm Marks. The 28-year-old is currently playing his trade with Japanese side Kubota Spears. However, Leamy says there is no truth in the stories linking Marks to Munster. Mossy Lawler, though, will be returning to the province next season as skills coach. Lawler will leave his role at Connacht at the end of the current campaign. And the bad news keeps on coming for Ulster with Marty Moore requiring surgery on a torn anterior cruciate ligament in his right knee. Robert Balakoon and Sean Reffel have also been ruled out of Saturday's Heineken Champions Cup trip to La Rochelle with respective hamstring and ankle injuries. Meanwhile, Matty Ray suffered a foot injury while playing for Ulster A last weekend and he too will be missing when they go to France. Ulster will be in action on the same day as Ireland's Six Nations meeting with Italy. Their trip to the Celsi Sharks was postponed to, uh, due to illness back in October. Of course, the spate of players and officials struck down at that stage, but it's been rearranged for Durban on Saturday, February 25th. And League One side Charlton are hoping to cause a major upset in tonight's Carabao Cup quarterfinals. They've made the trip to Old Trafford to play Manchester United. Cobby Minu, the 17-year-old, is in the Manchester United midfield. Tom Heaton starts in goal for them tonight in a much-changed side. And up top for Charlton is uh, Miles Leeburn, son of Carl, who was formerly of Charlton Athletic as well, and I think a former teammate as well of Mr. Kenny Cunningham there. Tonight's other quarter-final sees Newcastle entertain Leicester, and both games are underway at eight. What? Unbelievable. <laughs> Talking about centre-forwards, like it actually pin you physically, just absolutely bully you. Carl Leeburn. It was an absolute giant monster of a, yeah. of a man. I was a great, lovely lad. Great lad. Great lad. Was a teammate of mine for a couple of years. Lovely fella. There's a text in from Ryan Clare. This has blown my mind a touch. He says, Dennis Irwin was 25 years old in 1990, but not part of the World Cup squad. Hard to believe. 
That's amazing. Did Gaz, uh, did Gaz, uh, Gaz Kelly go to the, how did that work out? 1990. Er, 1990. 1990. Oh, it was Chris Morris, wasn't it? Dennis was still at Oldham. Dennis was still at Oldham at 25. Just, yeah. It's about to move. Just about to, yeah. 25 year old Dennis Irwin, not good enough to play at the World Cup in Italian 90. That's mind blowing. 25. He was better than Chris Morris at that stage, to be fair. That is mind bending. Yeah, it just goes to show you, I've never bought into that, lads, in terms. We've seen it before with players. I'm the oh, he's playing at a certain level, championship. Oh, you can't really... And then suddenly makes the jump to a bigger club. And within like two, three months, suddenly, oh, well, the perception's different, isn't it? It's true. Oh, he's no, playing with true. a big club now and you view him differently and suddenly they're in. Still the same player. It takes, a, sh- it takes a skilled manager to look at the player and look past the levels. Yeah, sometimes. I think so. Yeah, uh, I think text so. in from Desmondo in Santry. Lads, the best potter on screen is Patrick Swayze's character in Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. (laughs) Excellent knowledge. Uh, I used to love Kenny coming in for the news round, but that US comment, US office comment, is lazy analysis, Kenny. Don't compare it to the UK, which is also excellent. They are two different shows. Go away, watch season two in full and come back to us with a full report next right. time you're in, says Mick and Tala. Right, I did. Now, that, I had, didn't make that comment off the back and not haven't seen it. I did watch few episodes. Uh, the bones of an episode once. Uh, My no. initial reaction was, oh God, no. Got to stick with Get it. Get me away from this. Conor Limerick. Kenny doesn't like American office. My hereto now unwavering admiration for him has been rocked. Say it ain't so, Joe. Look, Con, I agree with you. It's a difficult moment for all of us. Uh, Equaliser is very good, says Owen. A more, uh, more simple, a more simple type in Clontarf. Very good. That's some, all I said. Some That's nice twists, some nice twists and turns. Denzel, top notch. Come on, Owen. You know, exactly. Pete. That should be directed at Pete <laughs> behind the window there. <laughs> uh, yeah. In fairness, all the text in are saying Equaliser is okay. I just look at a movie like that, and I there's just a stench of formulaic off that. I'm not even going to waste my time. You know, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even bother. Formula, formula works. Most movies, Jack, you can see coming a mile away a little bit. Very few now. Oh, that was a twist. Or that was, you that know was very the, interesting. You know the Sixth Sense that... Uh... Oh, the Sixth Sense. What a kicker that is. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> no, that's... Yeah, you're right. But they're few and far between, aren't sure. they? Do you know what I watched over Christmas is the more recent... Elf. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope you watch this A Wonderful Life. Yeah. Had the conversation as well, Rich, didn't we? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, came out. Why did I come into the question? I can't uh, have you James seen? Stewart, yeah. unbelievable. Now don't, now, don't go into like. James Stewart. I'll oh. take him over Denzel Washington, to be fair. How is that man so. Chari- the charisma coming off James, James Stewart, Stewart is oh. frightening. I watched the modern, the most recent Little Women, Saoirse Ronan. Really? As Joe. That is top, top, top. That is like in terms of an interpretation of a book. That you know, is it's perfection. one of those things. Uh, Sarah Sharon is probably one of those ac- uh, actresses, whereas I don't, wouldn't know too much about the movie. But if I see her name uh, attached to it, I'll watch it. I'd really recommend this. Even if I mean, if you're an Equalizer fan, Little Women mightn't jump off the page at you. But I would recommend this. No, Have you seen it, Rich? Some... Uh, no. Okay. No. I'd really recommend bad. it. She'd done right. a film, Sarah Sharon and Rich. Do you remember she was like, uh, was set like back maybe 50, 60 years ago. She was a young girl in the country, moved to uh, America, made a life over there, came back. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah. Colin Tobin book, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sh- Hang on. Pete was an extra in it, I'm just hearing. What? See, he knows his movies. Say again, Pete. An extra. He was on the boat. Eating soup right beside her. What? Pete's, good look, Pete's, Pete's a good looking man. It's a bit sad, isn't it? It's a bit sad, isn't he it? He took the soup. So he knows his movies. 
I thought he was going to say like a role of some significance there. Like I was actually at a you know, two, <laughs> an extra. Yeah, well, an extra. But he, li- but he likes to do sound and news talk just because. Like Peter, Get you the bar a bit harder than that. Are you routinely Peter. an extra in stuff? Are you one of those guys? No, You're not like in the Vikings down in Wicklow all the time. No. <laughs> She's an extra. I have to dig that out now. What about the that. Kingdom of Heaven? Were you an extra in that? Army of about 300,000, wasn't it? Orlando Bloom. Yeah, he's chatting away there. I can't hear him. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. I can't remember where they we were. The women. No. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah, I'm not. There was the Winona Ryder version back in the 90s, which is fine, but this was a notch above. Just cut it over Christmas. Around, I think she's a great actress. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, Richie, <laughs> yeah. there's just no need segue. What's next? Uh, what is next? Uh, João Felix has moved to Chelsea is nearing completion. Oh. The Portugal forward is on his way to London to complete a medical with terms agreed for his loan from Atletico Madrid. Chelsea are going to pay Atletico 11 million euro and cover his entire wage packet until the end of the season. Perhaps oh. crucially though, before leaving, Felix is to extend his Atletico contract until 2027. 10 million for a, a six-month loan? Yep. It's the going rate, Kenny. Another forward who can't play uh, down the middle. I mean, I like João Felix. Don't get me wrong. He's a lovely footballer. Had a good World Cup. Yeah, he's actually the type of player, uh, Graham Potter, I, I, I can understand he'd appreciate that kind of versatile, operate off the flank, centrally in the pockets, you know, that type of kind of low-maintenance player. You can't really pigeonhole him into one position on the pitch. So I can see it in that respect, but I don't think they're particularly lacking rich in that area of the pitch at those type of players. When you think of like Havertz and Mount, Ziyech, Pulisic, you could argue they got a few. And what they're crying out for really is, well, we know what they're crying out for a natural number nine and a more of an orthodox central midfield player. And he doesn't fall into either of those brackets, does he? It's kind of more of the same. They float around. Yeah. Uh, somebody asking about uh, Viali and his popularity. Well, incredible outpouring, obviously, because yeah. he died young and it's tragic, but seemed to be uh, very fulsome and genuine in, in the things people were saying about yeah. his personality and I couldn't speak like in terms because I didn't, didn't uh, know him at all so I'd be very similar to everybody else obviously you're forming an opinion about people you know, how, how, you, how they uh, interviews they give or little snippets that you see but for me I suppose yeah, there's another layer onto that is you play against them on a football pitch mm-hmm. and you gain an impression f- uh, from that not that you're having kind of conversations with them like when the ball's out of play or anything like that but just in terms of how they carry themselves on the pitch and I, and he was another one I liked in terms of you know no kind of play acting you know pl- play the game man's game you know he hit you you hit him picked himself up got, got on with you. so that that type of player I always felt yeah kind of yeah you'd respect that mm. and then obviously you listen to people talk about him it doesn't surprise you you know you form a little bit of an opinion you think well the, the, the way that he played you know if he takes that off the pitch and yeah, so it didn't surprise me at all. Yeah, it was actually very touching. I thought some of the some of the interviews, and even like uh, was it the Chelsea? Don't know if you saw Rich Chelsea, um, yeah, Manchester Chelsea, Man City. City, and you know the kind of minute signs. We've seen a lot of them, you know, of late. Obviously, it's, you know, you know, it's a kind of uh, repeats itself uh, quite a bit. But that one in particular for me, you could sense everybody and everybody in the stadium, supporters and players kind of really engaged with it you know it kind of ooh, touched it a little bit well, this feels, feels a bit very different. moving though. feels a bit different doesn't it Rich 
Yeah, that one in particular. That one in particular on Sunday was, was very moving. Yeah. There was a lovely story I heard it recounted of him this, this evening, and now we're probably against time. Yeah. But as a podcast host, he does a music podcast, but his wife is a teacher. And she was a teacher in London who followed nothing about football, knew nothing about football. But she happened to be the teacher uh, where one of Gianluca Vialli's kids was, you know, uh, in her class. And he said, parent-teacher night, the two parents came along, Mr. and Mrs. Vialli. And he was, he was the guy who, when he left, he left with a nice kiss on the top of her hand as he walked away hmm. and he, he only he could pull it off because hmm. he had that kind of nature about him and she walked away from not knowing about football at all to completely starstruck by him because he's just that engaging in character like I wouldn't re- recommend you or I kiss a teacher's hand at the parent teacher meeting you know what I mean oh, no, I'm, I'm stuffing tenors into their hands Joe, to be honest with you really. yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, are out of time go on I've got to say, Jenny, you're just apologising profusely, aren't you, for the behaviour of kids? He's not like that at home. Yeah. Uh, Richie, thank you very much. Nice and lads. Kenny Cunningham back on the uh, football show after nine o'clock.